Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Lucky Star Show and Tell podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Field, owner and director of Lucky Star Art Camp, a women's art and whole living sleepaway camp held annually on the banks of the Guadalupe River in Hunt, Texas. On today's podcast, I'll be talking to a new Lucky Star instructor who just happens to be my niece, Andrea Hohen. Andrea is a trained and experienced interior designer who worked in the commercial architecture industry until she became a mother of two wonderful little girls and decided to stay home. But after a while, she started feeling like she lacked a creative outlet, so she started Gray's, a personalized charcuterie, catering, and delivery service in the Denver metro area. This business has allowed her to combine her passion for food, hosting, and art with her knowledge of design to create edible art. Inspired by the beautiful details in fruit and flowers, Andrea integrates texture and color into her food displays for events, and her signature cheese and charcuterie boards are distinct by the way she highlights and showcases seasonal garnishes, perfect for gatherings year-round. Welcome to the podcast, Andrea Hohen. Hello, Andrea. How are you? Hi, Lisa. I am well. It's so good to see you and hear from you. It's so good to see you too and to have you on the podcast. I'm super excited. I know. This is so exciting. So just to tell our listeners right off the bat, full disclosure, <laughs> Andrea is my niece. Yes. She is yes, my yes. husband's niece and mine by marriage. Mm. And I'm super excited to have her coming to Lucky Star for the first time ever this year to teach a class that I know all of you are going to adore. It has to do with food. So, and we'll talk about it more later in the podcast. But first of all, I just want to hear from you, Andrea. Tell us about yourself. Give us a little brief bio. Yes, I am. I am related to Lisa, which is so fun because she and I share this passion for creativity and for sharing in our our passion here. Um, and that's exciting that we get to collaborate in this way. I've been wanting to come to camp and I've been hearing about your camp and just watching this process unfold for you. And it's so exciting um, that I get to join you this year. Um, so thank you so much, first of all, for having me and for inviting me as a, uh, an instructor this year. Um, a little bit about me. I grew up in the Woodlands, Texas, so it's north of Houston. And so I'm a, a native Texan, but currently I am living in Littleton, Colorado with my husband and two little girls. That is awesome. Where did you go to college? I went to college in the small town of San Marcos. So I went to Texas State University. Um, I studied interior design there. And yeah, that it sort of sparked this whole career, professional career, um, that really allowed me to express myself creatively. And it's been a huge adventure. And yeah. So you studied interior design. Like mm-hmm. what you started a job right after college, didn't you? I remember you worked for a company for a while. I did. So I was dabbling in uh, residential interior design. So right after, uh, well, I did my internship for a residential designer and then went straight into doing commercial design, which is really interesting. Like the reason I, the whole reason I got into interior design is I've always had this, this stirring in me to create, to, um, to express myself creatively. So I was always in dance. I was always doing arts and crafts growing up. Um, I love music and, and interior design sort of became this, this path for me 
that I could get a degree in something that was creative. And, um, and it, it was, it was never really on my radar initially to be an interior designer. So you're a sneak, you're a sneaky artist. I am. I (laughs) snuck in here. And like, I never, I didn't grow up like some of my girlfriends and designer girlfriends, they grew up putting, you know, playing with blocks and making buildings. And I never did that. I just saw interior design and saw a major in college that would allow me to learn about all the design principles in this really formal way um, that I felt like I had to do. You know, uh, it's it's funny when you go to co- you go to high school, you go to college, you do check all the boxes, right? And you need to it. It sort of felt like I need to get a degree in something, and. And we all hear about it, the starving artist. And it's like such a, it sounds so unappealing to be an artist because it's, right. you just hear the stories about people not making money doing it. And, um, and so to, have, to find a college that allowed me to get a degree in something artistic and expressive, it was perfect for me. So what did you learn in those years that you were working for the company that you worked for? What was your takeaway? Hmm. So for me personally, I remember um, my parents, so I didn't just find this degree, right? I, I, my parents at one point when I was in college um, they hired an interior designer to come and redo our whole kitchen and our, our whole house. And I saw how it transformed the way that my parents interacted with each other, the way that they interacted with hosting and guests and food. And they were proud of the space that they were living in. And um, at that time, I had gone through six, I had six different majors, um, could not decide. I was an unknown major. I was an education major. I was a public relations major. I was, I tried to do psychology major at one point. Um, So I was just this lost little creative girl. And my parents hired an interior designer to work for them. And I watched how it transformed our lives and our family. And so that's when I changed interior design. And then once I started working, um, you really start to see, make that connection of the way that people interact with their space is it, it changes everything about the way that they work, their relationships, the way that they show up for people, um, but based upon their, the space that they are in, you know, it it makes a huge difference. Yeah. So I learned that about myself and about others, and it really gave me this this confidence to help people. Um, We all want to help others in in whatever way, shape, or form we can and give. It was really important to me to find a way to give my gifts um, that I have inside to others. So I love what you said about how watching that interior designer come into your parents' house, to your house, it made you realize how someone in a profession can come in and really have an impact and transform somebody's life just by changing their surroundings. So for in, in this instance, the interior design work is what was the the catalyst for the the change for the surroundings, mm-hmm. and and in other art mediums, you know, it you are definitely affecting someone's surroundings, right? When you know you're doing something creative. Do you remember during the pandemic when everyone? I mean, like the pandemic's over. I'm talking mm-hmm. as if it's over, but at the beginning when we all were like, holy cow, we really appreciate the artists out there because 
They yeah. were doing such creative things that they were probably always already doing, but it made everyone turn and really focus in on how good creativity can make you feel. And, you know, we were, we were all isolated and, man, it can just really be transformative for sure. So I can only imagine that as an undecided major and you're about to embark on this new, you know, thing called college that you were like, ding, 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 that that's what I want to do. Or that's what I want to try at least. Is that how you felt? Right. Yes, absolutely. It was for me this way to crystallize what had been inside me all, all along, which was this desire to make things beautiful. And whether it be spaces or um, a craft or an art, it, it was in me all along. And so this, I found a beautiful group of friends. I have, I found so much friendship and community and it gave me this landing point or a stepping stone to express myself creatively in a corporate world because I felt growing up, it's like, you, you pick, a, a, you go to college, you pick a major and you start working. Right. And for me, I wanted to do something that was true to my spirit. And, and I got to find that and do that through interior design where, you know, as a, as a young girl, I was doing arts and crafts and doodling and painting and it evolved into interior design. So it was really, really wonderful and a great experience for me. And I still get to do that today on my own terms, sort of more freelance out of my home. And yeah, so that kind of got me to where I am today, where I get to stay at home with my daughters and work when I want to work and express myself creative creatively in my own way. So that that's like that Holy grail for us moms for sure. You know, you mm -hmm. mentioned something about like being able to be creative yet working inside that corporate setting I've always, I, I like the juxtaposition of, you know, those two things having to be forced together, you know, and right. like I just, I like the energy that the people in the corporate world who have a creative flair, I, I like, I like that energy, you know, I, I like it when people insert the unexpected into things. And, and I think it is, you know, it's a way of making, making things your own. But it's also as a means of staying sane, you know, in that setting for some Absolutely. people. Yeah, it was, it's like, it's a way to, I mean, you have to have both, right? Like you have right. to, you can't have one without the other or else everyone would be miserable. So yeah, I worked in corporate design. So we worked on office spaces I also did dental offices, these spaces where people don't necessarily want to be all the time, yeah. but we get to bring the light and the energy that makes them want to stay. So, yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how did you guys get to Denver? What was the catalyst for moving? Yeah. So Charlie and I, my husband and I, we met in Austin, Texas. This is where we were living and working. We had our first baby there and both of our careers were there, but we had this sort of missing element of, of feeling like we wanted to have family more part of our lives a little bit more regularly. So we decided to move to be uh, closer to Charlie's family and 
obviously my heart is in Texas still and it always will be, but here we are. And yeah, it's been lovely. The summers here are amazing. Oh yeah. I don't want to rub it in a little too much. (laughs) The heat is oppressive here right now. I mean, and you know, Roger and I just came up to Denver, gosh, just a week ago. Yeah. But the days that we were up there, it was 99 degrees. <laughs> I was oh like, what gosh. is this? No. People it here are freaking me. out. There are like memes going around about how hot it is here and it's in the 90s. And I'm thinking, you guys, 10 more degrees and what we, that's what yeah. Texans are experiencing. So. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. I, I swear Roger said something about it being 113 in Fort Worth. I believe it. Yeah, that it's hot. Well, so I share your love of Colorado for sure. I, I, we get up there as much as we possibly can. So, what is it? What do you What do you love about living there besides the the climate? What I love about Colorado is there is a plethora of activities to do outdoors. So. We are constantly going on these little day trips. So Red Rocks, which I know you've been to, Lisa, mm-hmm. is about 15 or 20 minutes from our house. And what? so we can go hike there. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, we're, we're about a half hour from the foothills. So on the weekends, we've been going to Evergreen and uh, Conifer. And then we can just head out on any sort of head to Boulder on the weekends. It's just and there's always something to do. A place to be in nature is where Charlie and I really find ourselves getting that sense of peace is going and exploring in nature. So that's, I would say, has been absolutely the best part of living in Colorado for us. Oh, yeah. To be able to get the girls and go on an adventure outside. That's yeah. just the best. It's the best yeah. thing, especially in these crazy years we've had the past few years, you know, getting outside and being outside. It's another thing that we've learned to appreciate even more. Speaking of things that I love in Denver and everywhere, the food, <laughs> like we, we have some of our favorite restaurants are in that area. Yes. And speaking of food, ah. so you you were a stay-at-home mom and you were feeling like there was something missing. You wanted that creative outlet, but you couldn't quite figure out what that was. Tell me that story. Tell me how Absolutely. it all began. Yeah. I So we moved here and I had a one-year-old, almost two-year-old. And I was getting that itch again. Like I got to start something. I got to make something. I need something for myself, you know, and obviously we wanted to grow our family as well. So it was, it was either I start, I start something for myself or I have another baby right now. And we weren't quite ready for baby number two. So I said, I need to, I want to make this investment in myself to make something that I can do as a mom on the side. Right. And I got, I, I, I started to look around. I, I like to see what's trending and what's going on and in our culture and in other cultures. And I started to see these really beautiful graze boards is what they were called. And a lot of them were happening in Australia. So I would follow these accounts and these women, you know, the climate in Australia is obviously totally different than here in Colorado, but um, I would, they would have these huge table, table length spreads of cheese and charcuterie and flowers and fruit and I, I couldn't get over how beautiful this this spread was. Um, and then Charlie and I actually went to a wedding, and 
instead of having appetizers sort of being brought to you. They just, during the happy hour after the wedding, it was this huge table of beautiful food. And it was, uh, it was breathtaking. I mean, they, it was just falling off the table, basically. I mean, it's just like so much food piled on and it was stunning the way that they arranged it. So I, I've heard, I don't know if everyone's heard this saying, good artist copy, great artist steal. And so <laughs> I started to see this everywhere. And I was like, I want to make that my own. And it doesn't really, it, it's, it started to evolve into creating art almost with food. Right. right. It's totally a work of art. It is super, it, it's beautiful. The stuff that I was making, I, I had no I I had I hadn't had previous experience with catering or the food business. Yeah. I've just I'm a, a self-proclaimed foodie and that's about it. So I know it tastes good and I I know it looks good. So hey, I combined those two skills of mine and truly made art with food and with cheese and with flavors and with textures and that's how my business Graze was born. I love that. For me, with food, it's just such an experience, right? It's like the way that things look, the way that they're presented, the way that the food is presented, the plating, that's always been so important to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always have loved hosting parties and stuff too. And I, I like all the details, you know, from the start to the finish. And it just seems to me like this concept of the graze board, which now, you know, we're seeing more and more of it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you started doing it, it was pretty early in the game. Yeah. And it really has taken off. It has. It really has. But I can see that you're getting to use all of that spatial skill that you have, that you've learned, you know, that you would have learned in school about design. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The color combinations. Yeah. And then, you know, like you get to ask the people what about the occasion and then infuse some of their personality into it. I mean, there is just so much that you can do. And it's almost as if you're painting a canvas with food. And the Absolutely. canvas just happens to be a board. <laughs> I love it. I just I love know. it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's really interesting how, you know, I, in school you learn these basic principles of design. And it carries through into all things that you do creatively. And I think that's something that I'm excited to teach is there are these really basic concepts that you can apply to anything, even a cheese board, you know, Mm -hmm. like the contrasting of the colors. So I would put, I wouldn't put peaches next to a cheese necessarily. Or dried apricots. Yeah. Or dried apricots. That's, it's, it's a basic concept that uh, it it really makes a huge difference to contrast, you know, the light and the dark against each other. And to sort of, I I get to sort of create my own piece of art by with, yeah, it's just like any other medium of art. So you can use clay, you can use paint, you can use paper mache, and you can also use food. So you don't know this about Lucky Star yet because this is going to be your first year coming, mm. but food is a really big deal at Lucky Star. <laughs> first off, we've been blessed with an amazing chef over the past nine years. We have a new chef this year that I cannot wait to meet. And we have just had a ma- an amazing food experience right along with all of our creative experiences that we have at camp. (laughs) But another thing is when I first started Lucky Star, 
one of the one of the things so there's like the location right is important music is important Mm -hmm. the classes are important you know the instructors and food is important yeah and so I I was really at that point in time um so 10 years ago actually probably about 12 years ago when I started planning everything, there was the big, you know, the slow food movement was like something that was being talked about, which, you know, some people are like, oh, that's a silly, silly term. But the whole idea of slow food to me and to many people is that there's some thought going, you're, you're not just grabbing something from a drive through and attempting to fuel your machine, right? Right. You are very, um, you're very intentionally planning and, and crafting your meals and, and you're thinking about all of the other people who were involved in the process of getting that food to your table. Right. And like this, this particular thing, this, these graze boards, I think also, you know, it, I mean, it's slow food at its best, right? It's like, mm-hmm. and it's all about the gathering, which is again mm-hmm. about this experience that we're going to mm-hmm. have. Absolutely. Um, so you're, you're setting the scene for this food experience and conversational experience that is going to happen. And like that was part of the whole concept of um, a talk. We did like a fireside chat around the campfire uh, in one of the early years of Lucky Star about the whole food, slow food movement. And it was, it was so interesting We've got a lot of foodies in this group, Mm. a lot, a lot of foodies and (laughs) a lot of, uh, for lack of a better term, crows. Those of us who love the shiny, bright, (laughs) pretty colors and all the shiny, bright objects. Yes. So this class that you're going to be teaching, which I'll let you introduce, is going to be super popular. I am certain of it. I can't wait for it. Tell us about your class. What's it called? Yes. So this class is called the art of cheese and charcuterie. And it's just like you said, it is, it is an experience for the senses and you get to play around with creating and then smelling and visually seeing how beautiful your work is, and then you can enjoy it. We'll also have a wine tasting alongside. And there's some really interesting educational components of building a graze board, right? Like how, and I don't want to give away too much, but I mean, like how to cut your cheeses properly and different ways to arrange your charcuterie. I mean, it's it sounds totally silly when you talk about it, but there are some really fun tips and tricks and oh, yeah, again, some design concepts that you can apply to your food and to your entertaining. And what I love about it is that you can use these concepts and we can make a board in the summer that'll be totally different than our board that we you might make for your family hosting during Christmas time or during the fall, you know? So during the fall, I would use pumpkins and um, during Christmas time, I would use pomegranate as sort of like my feature art um, or sort of my feature food for these beautiful boards. So we get to talk about things that are applicable across, you know, across the seasons and across the senses and the best practices for putting these together. And it's really easy once you are knowledgeable and it's really fun and it's a great way to socialize with your friends and 
laugh and just, and, and it'll be so much fun. I'm really excited. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I can only imagine how much fun everybody's going to have. And then they're going to walk away with their little board back mm-hmm. to their cabin and everyone's going to be sharing. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Right. Yeah. So one of my jobs when I first came to work for the place where I work now was I had to decorate for Christmas for this family that I work for. And a tradition that they had was that there were lots of fresh fruits and vegetables used to decorate the dining room where they would be having all their meals during Christmas. And when I came in, I, I was like, oh, wow, this is such an interesting concept. But what, you know, like, how am I going to do this? And and so I had a ball at Central Market. Can you hear my rooster crowing? (laughs) Anyway, we're going to ignore him. I had a ball at Central Market going and picking out all of these amazing kind of unusual things, you know, that are out there, like star fruit. And I know. know. And like, I would even use like, a big, um, an entire Brussels sprout, you know, like the whole stalk and put it in a big basket underneath the sideboard, you know, it, it was just such a cool thing to be able to. uh, So I'm a landscape designer as Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's my main job. And and I was basically mini landscaping with these fruits and veggies and it was so much fun so much fun. So I, I kind of see the similarities there. And there are so many amazing fruits and veggies and meats and cheeses. I know. I that like I could you can I use. Just, yeah, I mean I'm I I geek out with the best of them when it comes to like the tiny tiny seeds in a kiwi are Ooh, and, yeah. and like if you cross section a blackberry, like it's beautiful. I mean, nature is art. Art is nature, you know? And man, I cannot recommend this book enough. It's, um, it's called the artist's way by Julia Cameron. Oh my gosh. I mean, that just set my world on fire with, with just how, we are meant to create and, and it's, it's like inside of us and it's really, truly everywhere. And you just have to look and you just have to pay attention and you just have to listen to, to your inner voice. And anyways, I think it's so, I love what you're saying about the Brussels sprouts. I mean, it's like, who would have thought it's beautiful. I mean, it's like and unexpected, stop- unexpected. And if you really pay attention, I think these, graze boards allow you to do that. Like you said, the slow eating, I mean, it's truly grazing. It's not shoveling food in your mouth. It's looking around and making this thoughtful choice about, I want to grab this piece of fruit and combine it with this bite of, of cheese. And it's, it's so thoughtful and it's, it's, it changes how we interact with each other and it changes uh, yeah, I think design changes people's lives. It changes their the way that they interact with life. And and this is just one of the many ways to do so. I love it. So most recently you did something new at your home and you hosted a camp for kids. Can yes. you tell us about that? Yes. Um, so here I am kind of in my creative, like a surge of creativity again. I'm, I'm looking for my next thing and, and I love hosting just like you, Lisa. I'm, I'm a hostess at heart. And, um, I think after the pandemic, really what I truly realized that I needed was community and so does everyone right now. And after being separated for so long and in this, this pandemic. Um, so 
I used my, I, I basically put all of my resources together and brought all of my girlfriends together for four days. We had, we had about 30 kids in and out of our house at one point and over the course of the four days, but yeah, I, I, I needed that sense of community and it was a way for me to, again, like give and create a gift and create a space for moms to gather because I'm, I'm in this season of life where I'm a mom of toddler and preschooler and, but I still need that, that for me. So yeah, I got, yeah, I got to host, um, friends and, and made new friends in my community here recently. So I'm very much in alignment with the, I I grew up going to camp too. So I know the experience, um, as a child and how magical it is and why not bring it into our lives as adults as well. Okay. And that, this is very important to say, and I, and I'm super proud of you for getting this. And maybe it does have to do with the fact that you went to camp so you you mm-hmm. know that you can sit there in your house with your toddlers and your preschoolers and say all day long, I want friends. I wish mm-hmm. I had friends. I want community. I wish I had community. But that is not going to come to you. Do- it's not going to come to your door and knock no. and say, here I am. Yeah. You have to make it. You have yep. to go out. You have to think of some way to create it. Right? Right. And I I remember being in that same spot. And I think it's so awesome that you came up with a concept where you could pull in some collaborators and host people in your home. And now you've probably gained some strong friendships from that experience and your girls too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and when you really, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I've, I've sort of been hearing, you know, other moms on social media or whatever saying, you know, it takes a village. Where's the village? And it's like, yeah, you can say that all day until, yeah, you can look around and there is no village. You have to do something like do it, make it, right? find it. And, and it opens up so many doors, friendships. And yeah, you know, I actually went into it thinking, gosh, do I want to work more with children? I love being with my kids and I love children as well. And the answer came to me after hosting that was no, I don't, I don't want to run or be a nanny or run a preschool out of my home. I love my children, but the, the, what I got from that experience was a community of mothers and, and it only came to me by creating this experience and, and not knowing the answer of what I needed. Mm -hmm. Do I need to work with children or do I need more community. And and the answer came so clearly yeah. because I got to do that. And I, I your toe created in the that water. for myself. Yeah. Dip my toe in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was the answer that I needed. You know, I had a great time hosting everyone, but that was the answer. Yeah. And I needed that clarity. And so I gave that to myself, which is a, a wonderful gift. Okay. So I have an idea for your next one. Okay, you need to do me. a practice run of your <laughs> grace board class. I do. With yes. the moms. That would be an excellent thing because, yeah. I mean, what is better to bring in the village than to feed the village, right? Totally. And if yeah. everyone brought a certain little couple of items and yes. then you all created this beautiful grace board together, then you yes. can even, you know, I mean... You can even invite the dads after that I at know. the end and enjoy yeah. all of that. That would be so fun. You could do a kid table and an adult table. So I know how I it know. is when you're trying to do things and you have kids. It's always <laughs> hard when everything, you know, is either like everything is a kid thing 
or everything is only an adult thing. And you're like, right. what do I do with my kids? And I, I've already exhausted all of my babysitters and family, but like to be able to do some things that can include the whole family, that would be yeah, really cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great way to combine this need for community and also my need to express creativity and and to to get both of those in one. Yeah, and you have a little wine in there and you could even charge a little fee eventually. You know, I mean it's just like yeah. you could make a little make a little dough on the side. Yes. Yeah, a little side hustle. I'm, I'm not afraid of that. Yeah, I um, one of my friends that girlfriend moms that came, I met her on the internet because she is living here and she's doing a, her cookie business, and so, um, yeah, and, and so she's messaging me about your camp, and it's just the more that I've, I'm learning, the more that you do, the more that you create, the more doors and windows and it open for you. You know, it's okay. like, just do. And, and if it's, it's scary to put yourself out there. Absolutely. Especially with all of the body image things and stuff that we see on social media. You know, it's just like, it's scary to put yourself out there. Yeah. But it pays off in such a huge way if you do. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be small. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It can be in your neighborhood. It can be on your street. Um, I have so many wonderful, close friends that are my lucky star campers that had I not have put myself out there and tried this, I mean, and I can't even imagine them not being in my life. Um, I mean, we're talking like really good friends. And those friendships are just growing and growing and growing over the years. And I can, I can so, I can, I can see it, you know, just growing more and more. So yeah, keep putting yourself out there. I'm super proud of all that you're doing. And, and I know that your business is kind of on a hiatus right now, but, but maybe this would bring some life into that and. Yeah. take you to that, you know, just in a different avenue from the kids stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And, um, that's why I'm, I'm so appreciative of this opportunity. It just, it feels like there's always, there's, there's little paths that we can take on this journey and, and right. You meet people along the way that can change your world or your perception of the world. And that's important, you know, to even have a like just to meet a new friend and have a new conversation and to be and, open to it. Yeah. To be open. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrea, how can our listeners find you on social media? I know even though that your, um, your business is kind of on hold right now, you still have some beautiful pictures Thank you. Yeah, I am on Instagram at Grays at Graysboard, um, and right now I my I'm transitioning. I'm, I'm I sort of had to go inward with the pandemic, you know, as we mm-hmm. all did, and uh, a catering business didn't quite do very well during the pandemic, so that's why we're I'm on pause. But yeah, I'm. I'm I would love my listener or the listeners to follow me on Grazeboard uh, to get inspired. And if you want to follow my account, I'm Andy Lou. Andy Lou, who is my personal mm-hmm. account there where I'm doing all sorts of mom things. But yeah, I, I'm excited to meet everyone and explore that, that more. Oh, you're a camp girl. You're going to love this. I know. You, you may feel like you're cheating a little bit because you'll be at Waldemar. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I know. I'm like, Heart of the Hills. I, w- I went to Heart of the Hills for six years. I grew up there. Uh, and you were a counselor there too. I was a counselor. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a camper 
through and through. It's it's some of my best years and best memories and experiences. I wouldn't be who I was, who I am today without going to camp growing up. What What is it about camp that you think is so special? What did it do for I, you? You know, when you, I think for myself, I'm speaking for myself, I, there's a lot of structure when you're going to school and you have your activities at, uh, at home. And, and when you're at camp, man, it creates that autonomy. Like you are choosing, I got to choose my schedule and similar to what you do. I mean, lucky star, you get to choose what you want to do. It's choose your own adventure. Um, but as a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, I got to choose my, what my days looked like based upon the most fun activities. You know, I would take, uh, I, I learned how to make ice cream with rock salt and plastic bags and build a campfire and go horseback riding. And, um, so it, it created for me this sense of independence and, uh, this confidence that I get to choose what I want to do and I'm on my own and it, it forced me out of the nest and it forced me into nature where life is slow and there's not TV. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it made me appreciate doing things in, in the way that I chose to do them on my own terms. And gosh, it's a beautiful setting to do it too. Oh boy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I'm so, I'm so glad that you got to be a camping kid and that my kids have also gotten to do that. I hope yeah. the girls get to camp someday. Oh, I know. I, know. I have. So I, awesome. Yeah. I might have to fly them down if I, I don't start Charlie and I are like, we're going to be those grandparents or those parents that start, have our own camp and our own house, or we start our, start a yeah. camp. Grandparent um, camp. Yeah. I love that. I love mm-hmm. it. So one of the things that I ask everybody at the end of each episode is if you had something to show and tell right now, what would that be? Do you have mm-hmm. any favorite things or new things that you've tried lately? Oh, let me think. I, I mean, can it be anything. like a product or anything? anything. Oh. Show and tell. Ooh. I would say I am, I am into tea. Okay. I drink tea religiously and I used to drink some, I used to drink coffee and for the longest time, I never drank coffee because I'm a, I'm like a zippy get up and go girl in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't really, I never really needed caffeine um, until I had children, but I am a tea girl. I'm a tea snob. I'm, I love my tea collection. I have this whole ritual about it and I actually want to start a, my own tea brand. Oh, that would be and awesome. I'm, I'm like, I'm really into tea right now. It's like this it's like, nobody knows this about me. So <laughs> I love um, yeah. So if I meet anyone else that loves tea, I would, I would want to talk tea with them and I'll probably bring my own tea bags to camp. That's how oh, yeah, I do. I love tea. Also. You do? Yes. Oh. I have this entire drawer in my house where I literally every morning, Andrea, I go and stand, I pull out the drawer and I'm like, Hmm, how do I feel today? <laughs> Same. How am I going to doctor myself? You know, yeah. how am I going to take care of myself today? And I go through my little catalog of teas. I like yeah. have these container store things in there where I, I have it, oh, where I can see everything. <laughs> and I choose my tea and I do combinations, you know, oh. and like, I, and I'm not into like loose tea, loose tea. I'm total just the tea bags, you know, and I love, I love that. Maybe, maybe we should have an extra, like a tea time at camp where everyone who loves tea. Yes. Adult 
Tea parties, adult tea parties. This, oh yeah, I, this can be a thing. Seriously, let's do it. it can, I mean, I I I don't know about you, that but I have gone, for real. Seriously, I have gone to some fancy tea places. Like that is one of my. If I have a day off or like a day a day date, I there are some really cool tea shops to visit, and oh my gosh, I mean it is a whole world. Oh yeah. Of tea. Yeah. And I'm with you. It's, I, I read something that was like, tea is like, it's like taking a bath in your mouth. I don't know. <laughs> what? I know. It's like, it's like a spa <laughs> day in your mouth. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember the saying, the exact saying. But awesome. really, that's how I feel. It feels like this fun little treat. Yeah. In my I love day, it. So. I love it. Okay, so you know, I'm just adding something else to your plate. I think you should host <laughs> an afternoon tea while you're at Lucky Star. I am an extra. I, am so down. Okay. I would love that. Okay, yeah. well, thank you so much for being here. It was so good to get to visit with you. It's oh, been a while since God. we've gotten to see one another. So we're going to have to remedy that soon. And at least yeah. I know we'll see each other at camp. Exactly. And I think I saw that your mom may have signed up. She may have. I, really exciting. Yeah. I know. I kind of, I'm kind of roping her in and I, <laughs> I want both of my, my mother-in-law and my mom to come. But oh, I and you're like, oh, yikes. <laughs> Do it I know. I know. But like. <laughs> I know they both want to be with the kids. And so I'm like, I need one. At, like one of you guys have to come with me. One of you guys can be with the kids. So I think I, think I might have my mom coming with me and then the that mother-in-law being with the kids. So yeah. That would be, be so fun. Well, I'm, I'm so thrilled that you're coming. And thank uh, you for too. being here today. And everyone's going to love this class. These two things that you're offering. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right. I'm bye, so Andrea. Excited. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Lucky Star is a women's art and whole living sleepaway camp that takes place each fall in the Texas Hill Country. For dates and more information about our upcoming camps, visit our website at www.luckystarartcamp.com or Find us on Instagram at Lucky Star Art Camp.